G'day, and thanks for tuning in to the Outpost Church podcast. We this week are hosting a discipleship training week, and our focus is on prayer, and we hope that you find this encouraging. God bless you. To Scotty um, about Noah, and I think that sonship for me is the biggest hack that I've learnt. Um, so for my kids, for example... You know, like we're talking with Noah, it's like, what's Noah done so far? It's like, he's caused a lot of pain, <laughs> he's sucking the life out of you, and he's keeping you up at night, but if I said, can you please write out what you love about Noah, they're like this overflowing with love. Why? Because of this idea of sonship, I think it, it, it best encapsulates that relationship between love and works, because a father loves the son no matter what. And I think that for me, so if I've messed up or whatever, I'll come back to the place of God's my father and I'll think about even my love for my kids or, or the love of, you know, if, if, you, if you don't have kids or whatever. But this, that whole revelation of sonship for me is like a, a freeway back to the new covenant. Um, whereas orphan, working, trying to approve, get approval for God's love, represents for me the law so that's probably a little hack that I often come back to without any further ado you guys get the privilege of listening to my wife the next 45 minutes and um, I'm looking forward to what she has to say It is such a privilege to be here. Thank you so much for coming and thank you so much for having me here. I'm going to pray as well. Father, we know that you're already here. You've sent your word when two or three are gathered in your name that you're there. And you are just enjoying this day and delighting in being a part of it. And I thank you for the incredible privilege Lord that you use us and speak through us so I ask that you would open up our ears to hear you open up our hearts to receive you what you want to say we want to become more like you we want to know you more we're so hungry for you you are good and you love us so much amen So David and I, as you know, our topic is hearing God's voice. And Dave spent the 45 minutes of his time building our paradigm and reminding us, first, before we try and hear God, to understand who he is. Because when we have the right theology and the right understanding of who God is, That will dictate the way that we relate to him and receive from him. The way that we see ourselves, the way that we see others. Who we think God is, who we understand him to be is so important. I 
I want to show you something. I brought a bit of show and tell. This is probably one of the best gifts we've ever been given. A trusty blender. Use this blender every single day. Our kids love it and they ask for smoothies every day. And it gets used. Oh, if our kids um, could, they would probably have smoothies for breakfast, lunch and dinner. They love smoothies. We go through boxes of bananas. We love making smoothies in our house. I make all different types of smoothies with this blender. I fill it with nuts and seeds and fruit and green things. I just get so much goodness into my family and it brings me so much delight to pump my, bo- my body and my family's bodies with goodness with this ninja. And so if you don't know how it works, you plug it into the wall, turn it on, fill it up with goodies and blend it up. It's been designed to blend things up, make them smooth and it does a flipping good job. But it has got no use to me right now. It's not working and it's not going to work and it's not going to do anything good because it's not plugged in. I want to show you something else. Where is it? Uh, My very generous, kind husband bought me a very beautiful gift for our 10-year wedding anniversary recently. It's a watch. And this watch, I never ever would have lashed out on buying a watch for myself. It's only because my husband loves me and he's generous and he thought that it would bless me and it does. This watch is designed not only to tell the time but to track my running. And so when I go for a run, which I love running, I'm not as fast as Shane yet, but I'm aiming for it. And one day I'll do three-minute Ks like you, Shane, or two-minute Ks or whatever you do. (laughs) Um, This watch, it tracks my um, running route. So wherever I go, it also tracks the elevation of my ups and downs. It will celebrate when I've gone up 10 levels during the day. So if, I, if I'm doing a run that goes like this and I've got 10 levels, it'll like buzz and go off and be like, yay, you've done 10 levels. It tracks my steps. It tracks my heartbeat. It tracks um, my, my cadence. It tracks so much. And so I can have a look at my running I can have a look at the route and the ups and the downs and how fast I was going at which point, which parts I was going slow, which parts I was going fast, how hard I was working, my heartbeat. It's incredible design. I'm amazed at the day and age that, like we live in, that we can have watches that do so much. It's been great for my training with my running. It's been motivating me. But right now, it's not doing anything for me. It can't do anything for me. The wonderful design that it is, is pointless. Do you know why? The battery's flat. (laughs) I need to plug it in and put it on charge for it to do its job. Does anyone want to guess what's in here? Pardon? A what? Makeup. Makeup? Oh, good try. No, not makeup. 
hairdryer? No. This is really special to me because it was my dad's. But it's not a, it's not makeup. I'll show you. You know what this is? This gorgeous little crafted piece. Ian Chapman, 135 Goldsworthy Lane, Plenty. This is my dad's Pentax. And it's a beautifully crafted camera. Aesthetically, it looks gorgeous. But the photos that it takes are beautiful. It's got a really great lens. Um, and it still works. It was crafted and designed completely to capture moments so you can keep them forever. And it does a great job, only it's not doing anything for me right now. <laughs> because it's got a flat battery. <laughs> Do you get where I'm going? All of these beautiful things were crafted with a design and they do a great job. Who here is hungry to hear God's voice? Or hungry to hear God's voice more? Put your hand up. Who really wants to know God's voice? I'm so hungry to know God's voice more. I believe. That God created us. He designed us with a purpose. With a destiny. And when I read the Bible, from start to finish, from the first part to the end, the Bible tells me it's all about God's desire for a relationship with us. He designed us for a relationship with him. And if the creator of all creators, the wonderful creator of the heavens and the earth, has created and handcrafted you and designed you for a relationship with him, if your very purpose before anything else is to have a relationship with God, do you think that he would have forgotten the part where we actually commune with him? Has he not made us with the ability to hear and to receive? It's not a one-way street with him. We can speak and hear. A relationship is a two-way street. I believe without a doubt that God has created and crafted each one of us with a purpose and a design to have a relationship with him. And from that paradigm, that that's what I'm made for, that's what you're made for, Manuel. Corey, that's who he made you to be. Like, God made me for a relationship with you so I can hear you. The Bible tells us 
over 3,000 times. There's times where over 3,000 times the Bible has got passages where God spoke to people. God is all about speaking to us and having a relationship with us. And it says, my sheep hear my voice. Are you his sheep? Yes. Then you're made to hear his voice. Let's look at a few stories in the Bible just to remind us. First story in the Bible, Adam and Eve. Beautiful, beautiful place. We look at the Garden of Eden as God's original design and purpose for us. There was harmony, there was unity, there was no sin. And Adam and Eve walked in the garden with God. They talked in the garden. God spoke to them. They heard him. There was unity, there was no shame and there was no disconnect. We are made in the image of God and God in his very nature is a triune God. He's a relationship. And he's made us in the image for connection and relationship. So Adam and Eve, they walked with God, they spoke with God, he spoke to them. Samuel, one of my favourite stories in the Bible. Samuel wasn't even looking for it. Samuel, do you know the story of Samuel? Beautiful young boy, his parents had dedicated him to the Lord and he was living in the temple and one night when he was going to sleep, he heard the audible voice of God calling him, Samuel, Samuel. And he got up and he ran to Eli the priest. Eli, you called me? And Eli's like, no, go back to bed. Again, Samuel, Samuel. He ran up. Eli, did you hear me? I mean, Eli, you called me. God was calling Samuel. God spoke to Samuel. God used Samuel. Look at Mary in the Bible. God spoke to Mary. How did God speak to Mary? Can anyone remember? Yep, through an angel. God spoke to Mary through an angel. God speaks to people through angels. Who can remember another story? I've got heaps, but I want, I want you to remind me, what are some of the stories in the Bible where God spoke to somebody? Through There's so many different ways. God spoke to someone through a donkey. Isn't that incredible? Oh, my gosh. The eyes of the donkey was open, and the donkey saw an angel that was going to... Like if the guy kept going, the angel was going to kill him. And so the donkey stopped. Do you remember that story? What's another story that God spoke to somebody? Pardon? Ah! (laughs) Isn't that incredible? I didn't even think of that one. That's amazing. Yes. What's another one? Through a burning bush. God speaks to us through nature, through phenomenon. Through the miraculous, still small voice, yes. Where's another story where God spoke? Paul? How did he speak to Paul? Yeah, bright light, voice. Yes. Yeah, sure did. Where's another story? Come on, the Bible's full of them. Gideon, how did he speak to Gideon? Through an angel? Yeah. 
dreams. Where's a time where God spoke through a dream? Yes. And Joseph, yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. God speaks through dreams. Yeah. He spoke, he wrote his commandments. He spoke to the people by using his finger, writing in stone. So creative, isn't he? What are some other stories? Steve, what's the first story that comes to your mind? Yep, how did God speak to Abraham? Yes, yes, yeah, oh, so glad he heard God's voice right then. <laughs> when, when else did God speak? Yeah, isn't that incredible? Through his son, beautiful. Like Dave said in Hebrews, in times past, God spoke to us through the prophets, but in these times... Spoken through his son, Jesus. Jesus came to declare the kingdom of God. He came to explain God. Every single story. If you went through your Bible and you just highlighted every time where God spoke, I think you, your, your Bible would be very colourful. Because God is in the business of communicating with us and he loves it and he has designed us and created us to hear himself and he doesn't just do it through an audible voice and he doesn't just do it through dreams he doesn't just do it through angels there is he'll do it through a donkey if he needs to he'll do it through a burning bush God loves to speak to us we are designed and crafted to hear God and so what if we just needed to just plug in or just stick up the antenna of our radio and just get the frequency of God is speaking to me. The whole earth is filled with the glory of God. There's frequencies everywhere where he's screaming to you and singing to you his love song. For a time in my teen years when I was just really falling in love with the Lord, I learned that the Lord would speak to me in his own personal way. And it felt like this really intimate relationship that I'd, I'd never experienced where whenever a butterfly came, it just touched my heart. And I felt like God was sending me a kiss on the cheek. Or if I'd go outside and the wind would just blow in my face, it just felt like, yeah, just like a, a kiss from God. I'm like, oh. And I started receiving God in nature and in everything else. And I started, instead of seeing things happen by chance, what if it is God? What if, you know, I pray in the sun, for the sun to come out and the sun comes out? It's not chance, but God's actually just trying to like, be like, here's a present for you. And starting to take good things personally for God and letting things touch my heart. Letting those butterflies. I was reading the Bible and my window was open and a butterfly came in the room and I just received that as like, oh, like, that's a gift from you, Lord. Just starting to receive and see that actually things don't just happen by chance, but a lot of the beautiful blessings and wonderful things that come in our life is God just, you know, giving you a rub on the back, giving you a kiss on the cheek. God speaks to us. He ministers to us. The whole earth is filled with the glory of God. And there are so many different ways that God speaks to us. 
There's so many. There's more ways. Shouldn't it be more natural for me to hear and receive from my creator than even my own husband? I believe when, when we tune our ears to hear, we will hear. When I was in hospital with my first baby, I was so amazed that I got, I got up from my bed and I um, must have gone to the bathroom and I heard a little baby crying and I, like, straight away I was like, oh, it's okay, it's not my baby. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I know my babies cry. There's something happened inside of me where my ears were so tuned in for my own baby's cry. I could tell the difference between a newborn and another newborn. I, my ears were tuned, so finely attuned to my own baby. And I could be in a noisy room and there could be lots of babies crying and I could be like, it's okay, my baby's not crying because I know the sound of my baby's voice. Or I could be in a noisy room and my baby wakes up in the pram and over all the chatter, I can hear my baby's cry because I'm tuned in to my baby's voice because I love my baby, I care about my baby and I know my baby's cry. I never understood how in, you know, when you watch animal documentaries and like all the mummy penguins and waddling back, how do they know which one's their baby? They all look the same and they all sound the same. But their ears are tuned in and they know which one's theirs. And even more so, if we could tune in our ears and start to listen to God speaking to us more and more, we're going to grow in confidence that actually that was God. And looking back and being like, yep, I do hear God's voice. I'm growing in hearing God's voice. Mm. As you practice, you'll grow. I can remember one day I was just crying out to God. I was spending some time with him and I'm like, God, I'm just so hungry to hear your voice. I just want to hear your voice. I want to know your voice. I want to know that I know your voice. I want to be confident in knowing your voice. And I was feeling a bit discouraged and down because I felt like God just doesn't speak to me. I'm on this journey and I just desperately want to know his voice. And... (laughs) I think I'd been praying at like some um, chapel and I was, I was walking back um, to where I was going and I, I heard like this, just actually I just sort of had this like feeling that I should walk, leave the path and walk up that hill to that house up there. And I thought, oh, well, I don't know, I'm sort of on my way somewhere, but hey, well, I'll give it a try. And as I was walking up this hill towards this house, I felt like when you get up to the top of the hill, go into that house. There's someone I want you to talk to. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Is this me or is this God? Oh, do I do it? Do I not? And I was feeling really nervous because, like, who walks into a stranger's house? Don't do this unless God tells you. (laughs) I'm not telling anyone to walk into strangers' houses. Anyway, I walked up and as I got close to the the house, I'm like, um, I'd just been complaining to God about being like, you don't speak to me, I want to hear you. But I, I was feeling these impressions and I thought, I'm going to go with them. And as I got closer to the house, I felt like I need to go in the door and I walked up close to this house and the door was open. I'm like, oh, 
no one ever. And I walked up and sort of like called out like, hello, hello. And I walked into this person's house. <sighs> My heart was beating. Sometimes it just, you know, nerve-wracking following the voice of the Lord. I didn't know if it was God or me. I walked into this house and there was um, a, a woman there who embraced me wholeheartedly. It had been like she was waiting for me and expecting me. I'd never seen her in my life. I didn't know her and she didn't know me. But her heart was just like longing for someone to come and talk to her. She was lonely and she was depressed and she was suffering ailment. And she actually loved Jesus and just needed someone to encourage her and pray for her. And God sent a stranger that was willing and open to walk up a hill and come into her house. And she wasn't very mobile, but I was able to go into her house. I don't think she had any or many friends, but I was able to just to be God to her. Go in and give her a big hug and just bless her and love her. And it was what she needed. It was probably what she'd been crying out for and praying for. And God sent someone along to love her and encourage her. I prayed for her. I got to um, just spend some time with her, just listening to her, being company, being friend with her. I invited her back um, to um, a conference that we were a part of. And she came to the conference and she was blessed out of her socks. And that this lady just got blessed beyond blessed and she met lots of friends there and she had a wonderful time. And I thought, I mean, I didn't follow up on her. I think that she got healed, but I can't remember. <laughs> I don't want to make things up. But I know that she was blessed. I know that she was loved. I know that she encountered the love of God through my listening and obeying and stepping out. And as we, as we practice, and in that moment when I was hearing it, I didn't know if it was just my crazy thoughts or if it was God. But the more I do that, the more I reflect and I think back and I'm like, no, that was definitely God. And the next time I hear that voice, I'll step out again. It was my 30th birthday and I'd gone out for dinner with my mum and my sister, my husband, a few of us went out for dinner. And at the end of the night, I heard that still voice, really small. I was walking out of the restaurant. I felt like he said, give a tip to the waiters have kept walking and not lived in condemnation's fun but I'm like no I know that when I hear that that still small voice when I get that little feeling it's sort of like this beautiful thought that interrupts my other thoughts when I get those and they're always good they're always kind they're always they're always going to bless someone or point me to Jesus or point someone to Jesus I'm like all right I'll give a tip to the waiters I went turn around and I Went back, put some money in the jar. And then I went out and then I heard it again. He said, when we listen, when we tune in, when we listen and obey, he'll continue to speak to us. And then I heard it again. And I'd recognize, oh, I just, I'm, I'm walking in the spirit right now because he spoke to me, obeyed. I've heard him again. And I felt like he pointed out this lady that was walking along the street. It was dark. And there was a dark lady walking along really I wouldn't have noticed her unless she'd been highlighted and just sort of slumped walking really slowly sort of limping she was a um clearly a lady that lived on the streets and I felt like the Holy Spirit said go and give her a hug 
And so I know that voice. So I went up to her. I didn't have anything else. I went up to her and I said, excuse me, can I just give you a hug? And she was sort of like, mm. this is before COVID, by the way. <laughs> I gave her a big hug. And as I hugged this woman, I just felt the heart of God for her. And I could feel, it felt like God was giving her a hug through me. Like he climbed into my body and was hugging her. And she just started crying and weeping. And she was drunk. And it was almost like the drunkness just fell off her. Something happened. There was a beautiful exchange there where something happened. And she just just received a hug from God. And as I was hugging her, God spoke to me again. And I felt like the Lord showed me things about her life. And I said, you, you know, you're not, you're not at home here, are you? Where do you, where do you, you live somewhere else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, and I was able to just, I got a download from God about things about her past and her future and her destiny. And about, you know, God wants you to go back to your family. Your family miss you and your family needs you. Your kids need you. They love you. You know, don't be ashamed of what's happened. And, and she received. God spoke to this lady. God spoke to this lady. Because I listened and I let myself be a hug machine. or I, I let him use my arms. I let him use my voice. And I believe that God not only wants to speak to us because he wants relationship with us. But he wants to speak to us because he wants a relationship with other people. And when we open up ourselves to receive, to hear him, to step out, to have courage in just however he speaks to us, we're going to look back and be like, yep, I hear God, yep, I hear God, and grow in our confidence in it. We're going to see people encounter God. We're going to see people healed. We're going to step out in confidence when we get a word of knowledge for someone, learning how to speak that out in love. And I never go in saying, thus says the Lord, God told me that you, blah, 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 blah. I always come in humility because I'm still learning and I'm still growing too. Like, I feel like maybe, you know, sometimes I feel like God speaks to me. Can I share what I think I felt him say? And you know what? If you fail... Doesn't matter because love never fails. Love never fails. If I didn't hear God's voice right for somebody, at least they still felt the love of God. You know? So, ways we hear God. When we look at, when we read the stories in the Bible, God speaks to people through so many marvelous ways. And as God has created us all in such wonderful ways, he speaks to us in different ways. Some people, when they get out in nature, they just see God in the bark, in the leaves, in the bugs, in the wind. God speaks to them through the nature in powerful ways. God speaks to some people through music and rhythm. And, and you know, God speaks to us in so many different ways. I'd love to hear, what are some of the ways that God has spoken to you in the past? You can call it out. Watching movies. Ah, oh, 
Absolutely. You know, sometimes Dave and I, when we watch a movie, we'll actually pray before and we're like, God, minister to us through this movie. And there's been some movies we've been rocked, hey, Dave? And we're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, God does speak to us through movies. Oh, amazing. What's some other ways that God can speak to us? Matt. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Through other people and through the still voice. What are some other ways that you've heard God speak to you? a child isn't that beautiful god loves speaking through children he loves it yes how else through a billboard can you tell us the story yes yeah yep what are some other ways that god's spoken to you Through a number plate. How did God speak to you through a number plate? Dreams. Ah, dreams. Great. Has God given you a dream and spoken to you through a dream? Would you like to share one briefly? Thank you. 
And so from this, this incredible dream that you had, when you woke up, what did you feel like the message was that God wanted to speak to you? Thanks for um, sharing that, Manuel. One of my favourite ways that God speaks to us is through dreams. And I love that God speaks to us through dreams. And often, like your dream, dreams can be like a, a parable. Like Jesus spoke through parables. It was a beautiful story, but there was a deeper meaning. And often our dreams can be um, a parable with deeper meanings and there can be lots of different levels of different meanings um, a quote I love is um, from the Bible that it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to search out a matter like God hides things so we can seek them out it's like hide and seek it's so much more fun for our kids finding daddy when they've been looking for him the joy in finding the present that was hidden. It's a treasure hunt for the present. And we can have dreams and just be like, oh, yeah, that was a cool dream. Or we can actually seek them out and find the deeper meaning. Um, there are, I mean, today I'm not talking about dreams, but I love the topic of dreams. There are obviously other sources. God gives us dreams. We can have like soul dreams or pizza dreams. We've just been studying so much for our exams where, you know, Dreaming of like fast twitch fibers and slow twitch fibers, <laughs> or um, dreams from you know the demonic where you wake up and you're like, Oh, just want to shake that off. But God does, He loves speaking to us through dreams, visions, angels. You know, sometimes there's, there's times where angels minister to us or speak to us, and we don't even know that they're angels. So many times in the Bible people were spoken to through the angelic and I believe that happens even more than we realise it. So I'm just going to um, just go through a few. Um, one of the most wonderful ways that God speaks to us is through the Bible. No one's brought that up yet, I don't think. <laughs> Maybe because it's so obvious. God speaks to us through his word. And what an incredible privilege that we live in a country where Bibles are not only common, but they are so common and everyone can get their hand on a Bible. And if you don't have money, you can still get yourself a Bible. That We've got a saturation of Bibles and that doesn't devalue them at all. It's just like, what a blessing that we have got the Word of God in our own language in a way that we can understand it. What a privilege. Rather than saying we should read our Bible, say we get to read the Bible. And God wants to encounter us through the Bible. And as you read the Word, I want to encourage you, ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Holy Spirit, as I read your word, I don't just want to understand you. I want, I want to know you deeper. I want you to make this alive to me. I can remember I was, I think, 18 and I was on um, like a missions trip and it was my turn to give the devotion. 
and I'd read the Bible, you know, every day for years. I loved the Bible and I'd read it, but I can not, I'd never experienced it like this. I'd left it last minute and I hadn't planned something and I think I might have had like just a short amount of time before I was supposed to do the devotion. I can remember going around the back wall and leaning up against the back walls, like hiding. I had the Bible and it was just like, God, can you speak to me? Can you just speak to me through your word? I want to like share a devotion that's like really meaningful to people. And I'm just like, Holy Spirit, please speak to me. And I started reading Colossians. And oh my gosh, the Bible came alive to me. It jumped off the page to me. I had revelation of God. I didn't just understand him, but my, my, I just felt like my insides were exploding because the truth in Colossians didn't just excite me in my head. My heart was so, I'm like, oh my goodness. Ah, it just came alive to me. And I believe that when we read the word of God, He's given us his Holy Spirit and he wants to. He's our counselor. He's our teacher. He wants to make known to us and give us revelation. He wants us not just to have head knowledge. He wants to take this and just breathe life into us. So this, you know, we understand it and have revelation of it. So when we read the Bible, sometimes we might be reading for a while and just a little something will jump out. Sometimes maybe nothing. But I believe that there is the, the word of God is living and active. And God speaks to us through the word. And it's a privilege we have the word. So we can all hear God speak to us. We can all read it. And the Holy Spirit will bring things back to our remembrance as well. So you might read a verse in the morning. This happens to me all the time, all the time, almost every single day. Whatever I read in the morning, God will remind me during the day. Almost all the time. So when you, when you are filling yourself with the word of God, he will bring that back to your memory. And you'll remember that story that you read yesterday or last week and it will make sense to you. And so if you're reading it and you're not getting revelation, that's fine. Just keep reading it. Let it fill yourself and he'll bring it back to your memory when you need it as well. When it's there, he can remind you. So like, can I encourage you and exhort you Fill yourself with the word of God. More than any beautiful clothes you can buy, more than any wonderful things you can buy, lavish yourself in the word of God. It is the most glorious thing to fill yourself with. More than any healthy food, there is nothing that compares to the word of God. Nothing. God speaks to us through his word. We are so privileged. Um, he speaks to us through prayer. And I know that you got an incredible session yesterday about prayer. I was really enjoying um, hearing um, Georgia and Susan's reflections of yesterday. I was really blessed by your message yesterday, even though I wasn't there um, through these women. It sounded like a wonderful day about prayer and different ways that we can pray and I just think that a life of prayer is the best way to do life. We just continue communion with the Lord and I want to continue to remind you as Dave said 
we pray and we also receive. So prayer is a, is a um, as I know you've been talking about, it's a conversation of listening and speaking. There's so many different ways that we can pray. But in your prayer life, make time to listen because he does want to speak. I can remember one day I was in my <laughs> walk-in robe, don't lie, and I was praying and I remember the Lord speaking to me. I was praying, I was praying a lot and then I stopped and I was like, <laughs> God, I'm sorry, I'm just like talking so much. What do you want to say to me? And I felt like he said to me, I love questions. Ask me questions. And I was like, oh, okay. And I started asking him questions and I felt like he was giving me answers and there were answers that I wouldn't have thought of. I'm like, oh, God loves me asking questions because he loves answering me. And it can be like, it doesn't have to just be deep stuff. It can be like, God, where's the best car park? He loves, he loves relationship. He's fun. He's fun and he cares about every detail of our life. So talking and walking with God, whether it be through journaling, like um, Dave was encouraging us with, whether it be going for a walk and a talk with the Lord, whether it be on our knees, in our bed, on the toilet, walking down the street, driving a car, crying and listening and making time to actually hear him speak back to us, a lifestyle of prayer, of communing with the Lord. The Lord speaks to us through his peace. A lot of the decision-making that Dave and I make often is through the, um, the way that he speaks to us through, our pe- through the peace of God. So we'll ask God, you know, Lord, you know, should we... You know, send our kids to this school or this school. We feel, didn't feel like God gave us a dream or a vision. He didn't speak to us through the word. He didn't speak to us through an angel. But we really felt the peace of God to send them to this school. We thought of sending them to there. They just seemed just as good, but we just didn't have peace about that. And we did have peace about this. So if you're walking in a direction and you're not feeling the peace of God... Maybe just stop and just speak to him about it. Um, I love what Matt said, that God speaks to us through people. We are made for relationship with God and with others. And it is so important for all of us to be in a healthy community of other people that love him. Because we've got something that we can bless other people with and they've got something that they can bless us with. And we all like sharpen, iron sharpens iron. We will sharpen each other. To be in a healthy Christian community where they love the Lord, where they believe in the word of God, where you can worship together, pray together. Like Dave was saying, to see each other clearly and to call each other up. Not to keep calling out condemnation. Oh, Matt, you just keep mucking up. But to be like, Matt, I know who you are. You're a son of God. Like, it's okay. You fell over. Like, get up. Let's keep running together. Where we run together, being a part of a healthy Christian community, we will actually 
be like conduits of God's blessing into other people's life and we will receive the love of God through other people. There are so many times where I've felt so loved by God through people and that God has spoken to me through people. God, God speaks to me through my husband. My husband could be like, Ruth, I don't think you're seeing clearly right now. Is that God's heart for that person? You know, we can, God can speak to us through each other. And on, the, on that note, God can speak to us through people and, um, and God can give us, I, I think, sometimes we don't even realise that God is speaking through us. But sometimes we will know that God is speaking through us. Like God might give me a word of knowledge for Georgia and he might actually tell me something about Georgia that I don't know. Um, I, was, I was teaching at a school and I was actually explaining to one of the, the kids about like prophecy and words of knowledge. Prophecy, if you're not familiar with it, it's not spooky. My definition is it's pretty much like prophecy is or a prophet is someone that hears from God and carries his message to the people. And I believe that God wants to speak to us to share his love and his goodness to the world around us. So it should be natural that we're hearing for other people. If it's not encouraging, edifying or pointing to Jesus, probably like shelf it for a bit. Yeah. God doesn't want us to go around condemning people. Because <laughs> he's, as Dave said, like Jesus shows us what, what's God, what God is like. And so if you feel like God's speaking to you, for somebody, just think, is this the kind of thing that Jesus would say? If it's not, then it's probably not God. If it's not, if it's not, if it's contradicting the word of God, then it's not God. God doesn't contradict himself. Um, if he's not pointing to Jesus, maybe talk to somebody about it. But, um, yeah, God, I spoke to, I was speaking to this girl um, um, and I was saying, you know, God sometimes will, will tell me about somebody like, he spoke to me that you woke up at three o'clock last night and had a dream. And she's like, oh, how did you know? And I was like, oh, I didn't even know that. I just said it. But she's like, I did. I woke up at three o'clock with a dream. I'm like, oh. Like God just tells us things about people. We went into a prison one day and um, we're just talking with young people. And I felt like God showed me that some of these kids had been having reoccurring dreams. And then I said, have any of you... Um, guys been having reoccurring dreams and one uh, some of them were but one was like yes I have this reoccurring dream all the time and I said is it about you going into a house and he's like yes how do you know and I was like I think God just told me and I was able to not only God showed me what his dream was but he gave me an interpretation for his dream and so that young guy who was in prison was able to encounter God through his dreams and then have someone come in and tell him, like, God sees you. God knows what your dreams are and this is when he wants to speak to you. And he received it because he's like, you knew that I was having reoccurring dreams and you could tell me that dream. And I'm not anything more special than anyone here. We can all hear God's voice for other people. We're all created to. And God desperately wants to reach people with his love. And he chooses to use us.
So how much more motivation to like grow and learn and step out in courage, in God's voice, so other people can encounter his goodness and his love. And I feel like that God speaks to me so much when I'm ministering to other people, when I just put myself out of my comfort zone and I'm willing to just give it a go. Hmm. So God speaks to us through his word. God speaks to us through prayer. God speaks to us through his peace. God speaks to us through his church, through fellowship, through people. Um, yeah. To sharpen each other, Proverbs 27, 17. As I was um, growing in hearing God's voice, I'd often do these things called treasure hunts. Has anyone heard of a treasure hunt? Put your hand up if you've heard of a treasure hunt. So traditionally, I grew up knowing a treasure hunt was, you know, parents would hide all the Easter eggs and would go around looking for them. And you'd find your treasure and be overjoyed that you found a little Easter egg. But going and practicing and learning to hear God's voice, we'd start to do these things called treasure hunts where we would pray beforehand and then go out to try and find the treasure. And it would often be a person. And so, um, like one day I, I prayed, you know, Lord, like I just woke up in the morning, sat on my bed, like, Father, you know, what do you want to speak to me about today? Is there someone that you would love to reach today through me? And I felt like he said, like, I think, was it a, an orange woolly jumper? And it was a really hot day <laughs> that day. And I was looking around and he gave me an impression about this person in an orange woolly jumper. He wanted to encourage them, such and such. And I was looking around and as the day got hotter, I was like, there's no way I'm going to find someone in a jumper, let alone a woolen orange jumper. But do you know what I did? There was a lady with an orange woolen jumper that I was able to go up to that day and she was my treasure. I'd asked God for a hint and I was looking for my treasure and I found her and I was able to share that message for her to encourage her. And you know what? I think I walked away feeling even more encouraged than she did because, yes, I think God spoke through her. I hope he did. But he spoke to me. God spoke to me. And that encouraged me to continue to step out. And so as we step out and look back and reflect, we will be encouraged. I encourage you, do some treasure hunts. If you want to make your muscles really big, you work out and you'll practice them. If you want to be a marathon runner, you're not just going to turn up to do the marathon without lots of training. If you want to hear God's voice really, really clearly, yes, he can speak through you if you've never, never heard his voice before, but I want to encourage you, we get to grow in that. And each day, you can sit there in the morning when you just wake up and like Dave said, like just receive God's love. I often wake up and I'm like, Father, I just, oh, I just receive your love and all that you have for me today. And I just sit and I just receive and I just breathe him in, do whatever I do. 
and I'll ask him, you know, you know, is there someone that you want to speak to today? And he'll probably put like impressions on me about someone to text or someone to call or something to do. And when I take the time to listen to what's on God's heart and step out, I feel like I come away even probably even more blessed than those other people because it is such a blessing to be able to um, <laughs> just do God's stuff with him. It's fun. It's so much fun. And he gives us more and more. Hmm. So, yep, God gives us impressions. He gives us dreams. He gives us pictures. He speaks to us through nature. He might give you a word in your head. He might give you a picture. He might give you dreams, and dreams are just wonderful ways that God speaks to us. He might send an angel to you. Wouldn't that be wonderful to wake up with an angel in your room? Oh, I would really love that, Lord. Um, There is more ways than someone can mention for God to speak to us. Do I have time? How much time do I have? Pardon? Yep. Um, Someone said God speaks to us through objects. I want to do a fun little game. I know we might do some more of this later. Um, If God can speak to us through objects, he can speak to us through a blender. He can speak to us through a watch. He can speak to us through film. I'm going to ask someone to come up here and choose an object. I've got another object. I want you to choose an object and I want you to share what God, how God could encourage them through that object. Does that make sense? All right, Steph, would you like to come up? You can choose any one of these objects and I want you to encourage Nick. So what could what could God? How could you encourage Nick through one of these objects? Um, it was a light, I think, uh, of God's word shining on our path, on our heart. It need to be plugged in, of course. Yes. Beautiful. Thanks, Steph. Give her a hand. So when Nick sees a light, he can remember. God can speak to us through objects. Who else would like a turn? Do you want to have a shot? I know you're going to be awesome at this. You can choose any object for any person here. Is that too hard? (laughs) (laughs) For Ernie. Um... I feel like sometimes there's a lot of information and a lot of, I think, from hearing things, reading things, and experience, and it could look messy on the outside, but putting it in, um, turning it on, letting it mix up, what comes out is a beautiful smoothie. It is rich, it is full, and it is very beneficial for those around you to take in 
um, and as well as yourself to sort of take back in as well. Beautiful. As we're learning to hear God's voice, I want to encourage you to keep humble, keep open, keep in community. Have godly mentors and people around you to share things with. You're like, oh, Georgia, this is what I felt like God said to me. What do you think? And let wise people speak into your life and encourage you and sharpen you. Do it together. Do treasure hunts together. We're all growing and we're all learning and it's an absolute joy and a wonderful adventure to hear and know God's voice more. And beloveds, I want to encourage you. When you hear God's voice, to obey. Your growth depends on your obedience to God. Trust and obey. and obey Heavenly Father thank you so much that you do want to speak to us you've created us you've crafted us to know you to hear you to receive you you don't need to Lord but you chose to carry out your works here on earth through us What a privilege it is, Father, to be a conduit of your love, to be a mouthpiece, to be your arms, to be your feet, to be your hands. Father, as we grow in hearing your voice and growing in confidence that we know you and we hear your voice, Father, your kingdom will come on earth, your will will be done here as it is in heaven through us, through our lives, as we love you and we know you and we enjoy you and we just release your kingdom, goodness and love all around us. Mm. So bless my brothers and sisters here today. I ask that you would speak to them today and that they would enjoy the delights of knowing your voice more and more every single day for the rest of their long, glorious lives. In Jesus' name, everyone said... I am really excited about the next session after lunch. We are going to get really practical and do a whole bunch of just fun, practical, um, hearing God's voice activities, a whole range of them. And so make sure you come back with a pen and paper and ready and expectant to have fun and hear God's voice. Over to you, Shane. Oh, thanks, guys. Appreciate that. How good. Thank you so much, Ruth. Anyone want to throw out something that was really helpful for them from that session?
good. Others? really good point. I'm not sure if I emphasise that enough. That's why being a part of a healthy Christian community and like what I said to take things to maybe your mentors or other friends and be like this is what I felt like I heard what do you think and being humble and open because we're all learning and growing Um, and God like if we're just going to be our own island and step out when we see a um, bird fly across and not test it we don't have something to sharpen us so I I didn't mention as well, I think that sometimes people can also will the voice of God. So they're like, I think that God wants me to marry that person. They're just obsessed with that person. And everywhere they see, they see signs that they're meant to marry that person. And people can be like, oh, I know that God wants me to marry that person because I saw them drive past. Oh, I saw their car again. God must want me to marry them. And so if our heart is 
like seeking something else first, then we can get deluded. So that's why we need to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Yeah, that's really good. And um, if you really like eagles, really like doves, and you see them fly overhead and you're like, oh, he loves me. You don't need to check that out with somebody else and go, oh, just, I saw this bird and I thought maybe God loves me. I just want you to, you know, help me understand this soon. But if it's about marrying someone, if it's about moving across the other side of the country, definitely include community in that process. Um, so often um, we don't communicate at all. <laughs> like with someone who is a key stakeholder in something, it happens all the time with kids with their parents, it happens all the time with people within a church with their pastor where they just leave and they say nothing um, like within a family situation kids will not talk to their parents about major decisions in life um, and you've got three basic options you can not include them at all you can just tell them how it is or you can include them in the decision-making process and obviously including them in the decision-making process is the most honoring but it's not always appropriate. So there's discernment in that, but just knowing those different relationships um, and, and which one you're going to, to take. Um, but yeah, let's take whatever prompts us to remember God and his love for us. Um, but when it comes to making big life decisions, let's include wise heads, wise counsel in that.